Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast. Today, I am chatting with narrator Kit Swan. Kit, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk to you. It's been a long time, but at the same, you know, with online is just different than when we're like in person, technically, like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been narrating and how you got started? Sure. Um, I've been an actor since I was a kid. And I got a tape recorder for my sixth birthday. (laughs) And I was like, I would go around and just like, you know, put everything in that microphone and I would read stories into it. I would do, you know, little murder mysteries that with my friends from school. And I, I have always (laughs) loved the sound of my own voice. No, I've always, (laughs) I've always loved bringing people's stories to life. Um, So I got started with acting really, really young. And then when I was in my 20s, I started doing voice acting and commercials and stuff like that. And when I would, I I would always listen to audiobooks back when they were like on books on tape, right? And CDs and stuff. Um, Because I'm also, um, I have inattentive type ADHD. So if I go off, you know, on a tangent, just let me know. But I, I, I love reading out loud, and I love listening to stories because if I'm reading in my head, my mind goes wandering. But if I am reading out loud or I'm listening to somebody tell a movie in my mind, basically, I am all ears. Um, so I always thought that books like audiobooks were done by famous people. That was it. I would go into like Barnes and Noble and look at the back and be like, oh, I wish I could be, you know, this person or that person. And then um Andy Arndt was my college roommate. And yeah, I know. And so I I had gone to New York. I was working um, as an actor in New York and all over the country. And Andy um, started doing uh, her voice work like about 10, you know, 10 years before I started. And she would call me and be like, am I setting up my microphone right? All this stuff. <laughs> and uh, which is so funny to me now. And then um when I moved back to uh, where I am now, she said, you know what? You should really be doing this. And I was like, but it's just famous people and, and you're famous now. And she's like, she's like, you really, you've got the acting chops. You've got the, the voice, mm-hmm. voice work chops. Um, and so I, I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. And I did like one chapter for a Rachel Van Dyken book and I was hooked Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah I I have loved everything I've done since then that's definitely a journey and I think everybody has such a vast different way on how they got here of sorts (laughs) and and we've you know we've had individuals that have never were not readers some that were always readers um, also audiobook listeners and things like that back you know acting background no acting backgrounds oh, it's awesome I love it yeah. um yeah. so you said that you were a reader and a listener of books uh, what are your what do you listen to when you're not working oh wow I love fantasy and I love um uh thrillers and sci-fi gore is not really my thing but um it used to be 
and now now you know not so much anymore but um but i'm more along the lines of uh i love a good story that you can really lose yourself in um and i love like the fantasy and sci-fi uh genres you can really you're paying attention because it's all new it's not what you're used to seeing in the world um and i also listen to my favorite romance narrators you know cuz i i love the ones you know i love hearing them tell a good story um so that's that's what i and it's always in my car mm-hmm. like whenever i get anywhere <laughs> i can't listen to the news so i always put on my book and i'm like right now i'm listening to um these violent delights uh, it's Chloe Gong and Cindy Kay is narrating. It's Romeo and Juliet retold in Shanghai in the 1920s. Wow. It's really cool. And it's got magical elements in it. And um, Juliet's this badass killer. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. As it should be. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love it. And I, I have a Shakespeare background, too. So um, I love figuring out who who the characters are meant to be um like the uh, friar lawrence character is a dutch scientist named laurence and he uh he he is figuring out the mystery of how people are getting killed around shanghai Hmm. yeah i love shakespeare and i'm still sometimes daunted that at my senior year in high school we were reading the canterbury tales uh, oh yeah that's that's how you got into romance right uh, no funny enough it was in middle school oh wow i yeah it was in middle school we had a, a meet the author kind of event and an author came over and this is where my my love of paranormal romance started yeah and she wrote it was like a young adult book and it was a, about a, a, a vampire and cool. some, something chocolate i actually years later i want to say maybe about five or six years ago i looked it up i found it online i bought it oh, nice <laughs> yeah that's great yeah. oh man i got into ann rice so like yeah <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, her uh her like dirty books that was uh, that was how i got into that kind of romance too and the magical element mm-hmm. of it. yeah that's oh yeah awesome. no. It's always fun. I'm like, why can't I live in these books? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I mean, like even Mary Poppins snapped her fingers and stuff in the house got done. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Don't I wish. Don't I wish that Mary Poppins lived in my house. I know, right? If I knew someone like that, I'd be like, hey, I can cook and make you lunch. I'll I'll stop paying you. But uh, help. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I got to tell you, like, the more that I go along, the more I am like, I'm not good at that. I'm going to hire somebody who is good at that mm-hmm. to do it for me. And uh, yeah, 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 I love, yeah, I love I, figuring that out. It's it's funny, too, because, you know, how I always say is um, we give great advice. We just never take it for ourselves. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've always been an advocate for that, saying, hey, first of all, there's not ever enough time in, in the day for you to do everything. So true. And where do you want to focus? And if that's the case, then look at hiring some other stuff out. You don't have to give the complete control. And I always have to add that because I think a lot of us in the, the arts world 
are yeah. about controlling <laughs> yeah. the uh, outcome because it, it's it's part of your reputation, right? I mean, if yeah. you do the editing and you do the narrate, you know, the the prep work for the book, for an example, if you have a pickup afterwards or you fucked up and didn't do the French, <laughs> you know, the French <laughs> accent, you know, that's on you, right? Right, you know, exactly. But, but if your prepper missed it. You're like, damn it, this is yeah. why I shouldn't hire. And then that's another conversation. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's no, it's, but I, uh, oh man. Yeah, it's definitely something that, you know, if you can, I know there's an additional cost to it and stuff like that. But I, I'm learning to listen to myself when it comes to that. Hence why I now have an editor mm-hmm. for the podcast because, hey, uh, yeah, it's, it's an additional Shout expense. Yeah, exactly. And she does a great job. And sometimes I will be hyper vigilant about something. I'm like, get rid of this if it's it. And she's like, I thought about that and I looked at it, but I think it sounds fine the way that it is, like more smooth. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. They, they have mm-hmm. a better uh, eye on it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a different ear. It's just like if when you're so involved in the project, you don't see some of those mistakes. Heck no. Yeah. No, that's absolutely true. Yeah. So, but it's funny too that you were thinking that it was something like the audiobooks were something that just famous people would be oh, doing, right? Yeah, that's all I ever. I was like, and when I first started doing them, I'm like, I'm totally gonna mess it up, and the author's gonna be <laughs> mad at me. And and no, they don't. No. <laughs> they're like, no, you're bringing my story to life, and it's wonderful. And and that it's it's given me he- a huge sigh of relief mm-hmm. because this is really the friendliest side of the entire theatrical world i I heard yeah for sure i mean there's no scarcity mindset Mm -hmm. which is amazing to me having grown up in the theater where if you are a certain type of person like if you're an ingenue or you play the moms or you play the grandmothers there's one role in each show Mm -hmm. and there is a finite number of shows and if you don't get this role maybe you don't work for a while Mm -hmm. um but in audiobooks, there's so much work to be had that all you do is just be happy for the people who got these other books that maybe you wanted, but here's another book that you're going to do. And and you can, you know, just celebrate everybody in the community. And that that's what I love about audiobooks. Yeah, I mean, huge props. To, again, one of the reasons why I also love the romance community is because we're all about loving on on everybody and sharing and yeah. you know recommendations and saying hey i can't do this but someone else might be able to yes um oh i mean i'm not gonna lie to you folks either there's always a few bad apples here and there in every life and well, everything sure. you know stuff like that but the majority of the people are really really good so it is so rare i mean it is so rare in our industry to find somebody that is not loving and giving and and just a general good person mm-hmm. yeah been fortunate good that's good too yeah but I, I mean i had the same thing thinking about the audiobooks i didn't even know that there was such a a, a a thing as a gig like a job that you can do with anything to do with books you right. know i was right. like oh my god if i knew this when i was younger and, and you oh, know, early sure. on ugh, probably would have gone into photography first though to do the book covers <laughs> oh yeah and you can <laughs> hang out with the models and stuff yeah <laughs> My my prepper actually um, is a stay-at-home mom who's from mm-hmm. England and she has two kids and she reads so fast. Like her her bedside table book pile is just like she goes through it. And she was the first person that I approached about prepping because I was like, hey, my schedule is packed. I don't have time to read and 
narrate and have a life and see my family. And mm-hmm. so, um, so she took it on and I got to say it's the best decision I ever made mm-hmm. because she's like, I never knew that I could make a living out of reading yeah. books. And I was like, I never knew that I, you could make my life so much easier. <laughs> so, so it, yeah, it, it's just an amazing world here. So many aspects of things that we did not know as far as making a living possibilities yeah. within within the book world that I'm like, that's such an injustice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so you're telling everybody about heck yeah. this side. I love it. Oh, heck yeah. I was at a, when my, my kid was in high school, you know, they did a, a bunch of events and things like that. And I would always have conversations. And of course, people tell me where they had the bodies and the kids were like, <laughs> oh, I don't know what I want to do. I'm not really the, the teacher type or the doctor type. And I'm like, and then that conversation would start like, what do you do like to do? Mm-hmm. And um, and then whether it was culinary because they like to cook um, or even some of them love to just read. And yeah. I would tell them, I go, these are all the possibilities in the book world that you could do anything from the engineering side of things for audiobooks to the book covers to the editing from all this fun stuff. Yeah. And they would look at me like they've been lying and, <laughs> and, and like in awe, like they had a future now of sorts. Right. Yeah. They had other possibilities. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think the listeners too, when we listen to you guys, you, yeah. uh, you're giving, telling us a story and we're hearing a bunch of other possibilities, whether it's, yeah. Oh, the baking. I, I love that baking. Cause you know, she was a baker and she did it herself. I'm like, why well, I can do that too. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. You know, yeah. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. You had said that you, when you listen to books, you kind of see a movie. Has it always been like that with the reading too, or is it mostly with listening? Yeah, no, I mean, for reading too, like mm-hmm. I I get sucked into the world of the book. Um, when I'm narrating, I see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like I just um I just finished um By Virtue I Fall by Cora Riley. And um uh, that's me and Sebio, by the way. My mm. first Sebio book. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Connor Connor Craze uh plays my dad and Ava Lucas plays my mom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry i know right sorry. it's like I, it's like not the kind cast. of daddy that normally people would have pictured him as i'm sure i uh, know right <laughs> exactly but it, yeah it's it's so it's so fun but like i literally am imagining the book while i'm acting out the characters um and uh good thing i'm in a, a quiet little box and no one can hear me <laughs> or that your thoughts are not being projected anywhere oh, right like yeah like right? back in like in the future movies like they have those in the future where things get projected out and right. what you're thinking oh god thank goodness be like whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> i have a very active imagination <laughs> i think many of us here do <laughs> yeah right exactly do you see that too do you see I like do. the movie in your mind yeah totally. i do totally but i've learned that that's not the norm you know that's so interesting to me because i'm like you know when i find out people don't have like an internal monologue or anything mm-hmm. i'm like wait a minute i never stop talking to myself so when, <laughs> how is it so quiet in your brain that's not that's not my experience yeah i'm constantly going my monologues be like or more like along the lines like viviana seriously how many times are you going to continue to let this happen to you stop it <laughs> you know right. stop being so nice stop oh being so gosh. goody goody i'm like mm, you know. oh man <laughs> yes yes yeah but that is a good cast i know i've seen that book um 
think the cast was announced a while ago, a little bit ago, not too mm-hmm. long ago, but not recently, recently. Yeah. And I was like, wow, okay, the 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 lineup's hilarious, you know, is is awesome. And I was like so excited for you too, because I'm like, we get more kit. Thank you. <laughs> I have such a great time. I and actually, like, I have a packed schedule. I am busy until the middle of October now. Um, yeah, and it's it's been great too. And plus, in book at Book Bonanza, people got to see me on stage too, which was really fun. I got to um to to read Georgia, who of course is Tanya Eby, the fabulous Tanya Eby in Aaron Mellon's book, uh, These Walls Can Talk, but um. But it was just such a blast. And people who hadn't heard a kit book before were like, oh, my gosh, I got to check you out now. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. Thank you. <laughs> but it was just it was so fun. And then we did a um, we did a panel where it was five narrators. It was it was called five audiobook narrators on a panel because <laughs> um, have you seen the TikTok with Natalie Nottis and Marnie Penning where they're yes. in the car? Yeah. OK, so um, we were. <laughs> <laughs> we took romance uh, scenes and read them with silly accents. And it was so fun. Like there's a video out there of of Zachary Weber reading a scene from like Ali Martinez or somebody. And it's him as a an Australian Bernie Sanders. Oh my God. And he's like, <laughs> he's like you know, gesturing and stuff. And then there was another one where I had to read um the bathtubs no that was Ellie Martinez I think. no it's Kryn Michaels anyway it's a bathtub scene and um uh I had to read it as the count from Sesame Street oh my goodness and I was like uh so how did he get my number one two three ah, ah, ah. <laughs> 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 and it was just so much fun and everybody just laughed and laughed and laughed and it was it was really fun to uh Stephanie Nemeth Parker um and uh Chris Brinkley and uh, me and Zachary Weber and Rose Yoro. And we just had the best time just laughing and laughing and laughing. Yeah. Talk about um, giving you guys free reign. Yeah. To, to be as creative and as silly, uh, yes. you know, as it is, because it's different when you're doing the audiobooks. You know, you, you're provided with something totally. so, or, you're, or you're in the prepping process, figure, find out that they're Russian and they have this accent and they have a lisp. And then when you get really excited, they talk really, really, really fast mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. But to be able to do the counts in a <laughs> right? oh my gosh oh and another one that zach got to do was um uh, uh priest by sierra simone yes and um he read him as gandalf oh my gosh <laughs> i need was to like, get the video to that one because i mean uh, i missed there. out on, on book bonanza this oh, year oh yeah because I, yeah but i heard you guys were awesome and that everybody had such a blast and the i mean i, I saw some of the videos here and there and i'm going I know, FOMO. Lottery. The FOMO is real. I know. I know. I was like, lottery needs to be won or uh, sugar daddy or something. Oh my gosh, <laughs> right? No kidding. No Because kidding. contrary to popular belief, there was never a billionaire during my internship. In the many offices <laughs> that I've worked at, none of them have been that hot or oh. that you know financially independent. <laughs> I know, right? You read these stories and you're like, wait a minute. I know. <laughs> Where's this for me? Yeah. As a chef, none of them were that hot either <laughs> in the kitchen, <laughs> you know, nor wealthily independent. So I'm going, good thing it's an escapism and not like 
Dear Diary. <laughs> I know, right? No kidding. They no lied. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I. What are your favorite ones where it's like realistic, you know, guy you meet at the library and turns out to be, you know, he lives down the street and he's an accountant and like, you know. Sometimes, you know, I really, and I think that um, as much as we do love the billionaires <laughs> and we do love the, you know, the movie stars or the rock stars that are become incognito or the rock star right. that, you know, someone's doing an internship of sorts, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's also those moments where we just want to have a regular Joe that's dependable. Yeah. And okay. might have some, you know, background history of not trusting and stuff like that. Cause that's human. That's all of us in some way, capacity or another. Yeah. Um, And they could be hot, but also what I think is hot is, totally different from what you think is hot what is totally different from what somebody else thinks is hot yeah so you know descriptive we have an imagination we can go there it's okay yeah (laughs) i've done a bunch of um novellas for the read me romance podcast Uh uh-huh and there have been some really nice ones where it was just guy next door and girl next door and turns out that you know Mm -hmm. um and and those those are just really um it's it's like possible you know it's like i i want to (laughs) <laughs> show that to some of the boys that were, I was growing up with me like this is how you treat a woman yes. <laughs> like not not what you did yeah I'm like <laughs> do you it's almost and sometimes you kind of also want to go back and and with those books um that are like that and just have that like um Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman moments where she goes right. back afterwards to that boutique that they would not serve her <laughs> right big Big. Big mistake. <laughs> I love Huge. it. Huge. I love it. That's yeah. going to be a musical. I heard. That is wild, right? Yeah. I, I love it that the theater is, is coming back and that we're getting some of our favorites in a different version slash style of performance. Yeah, you know, so it, it's one of those things that I'm like, OK, I will go back to New York one of these days and I will do a Broadway show and, and watch it. And uh, just ah, You know, I'm going okay. on Monday. Nice. I'm going on Monday to New York for uh, just for the day. Oh, and then I'll be back. Yeah. I have an in-studio job up there. So that's good. See, that's the difference when 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 people live a little bit more of north, the states are significantly smaller. And <laughs> that means the borders right. are also shorter i mean i could drive six hours north (laughs) and i'm still in the state of florida okay it's true yeah it's true and that's and i'm in the middle of the state for for, you know for fuck's sakes yeah i used to live in tallahassee oh wow for like a year and then we went back it was eighth grade though Uh uh-huh yeah even then the panhandle is long. <laughs> it is. That's right. That's right. You go east or west and you're still in Florida. Yeah. You know, it's like there's no going anywhere outside of Florida for the day unless yeah. you live right at the border. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so. the panhandle is really like southern Georgia, though. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, no, that top half. I want to say maybe about an hour oh, or maybe an hour and a half or two from Orlando up. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's just southern. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For totally. sure totally different <laughs> that's, that's where i learned to say hey y'all oh uh, yeah <laughs> did you pick up the accents really quickly and, and do you oh. still pick up accents really quickly like when you're visiting new york yeah, and yeah for sure i'm a mimic oh. so like when i um when i'm talking to someone i have to and like uh, like take my thoughts in and stop myself from from becoming like morphing my accent into theirs um but the times where it does come in handy is like um, if I'm going to a different country, um, my 
they mistake like my French accent is really good. So they um, they think that I'm more fluent than I am. And so I have to say no in French, speak slowly and with lots of hand signs. Like, <laughs> like that's <laughs> but yeah, no, I um I always like when I'm talking to someone, it's a mirroring thing that I don't know if it, it's a self-preservation thing or um not wanting to seem like an outsider, but not yeah. to the extent where um they feel like I'm making fun of them clearly, but like um yeah, if you didn't say hey y'all. People are like, hi, what's hi? What's that? <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> so I still, to this day, I'm like, hey, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's um, some, for some, I know the accents can be, some of them come easy to you guys. Right. And and others are like, eh, it's okay. I'm going to get a coach. I'm going to work on it because I need a couple more specifics because yeah. um, of tone um, or the cadence or even some of the um, the rolling of the R's in some of the, yeah, you know the romance languages specifically. Yeah, and for sure. and others are like, oh hell no, Mm-mm, go get kids <laughs> to do it because not this girl. No, kid can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's like one of my things is like being a voice chameleon. Is um, I love I love learning accents and I love um putting the voices into those lives. So yeah, that's my favorite thing. So having that be one of your, some of your favorite things and doing a bunch of different types of accents in general, from the acting in the theater to, mm-hmm. you know, audiobooks, what is your favorite accent to perform? You know, the the one that I slip into most easily is the British, is British, <laughs> British <laughs> accent. No, no, it's like, um, I, let's see, what's really fun? Um, I dated a guy for seven years whose mom was Scottish. Oh. And that that was really fun because she was from uh, Glasgow and mm. so I like she was unintelligible most of the time mm-hmm. <laughs> but like uh, like if I uh, were to go back in that I, w- I would have to you know have lines in front of me because I'm bad about uh, coming up with stuff on the spot M- you know improv is not my thing I can uh, I can read lines no problem um, but like trying to come up with stuff on the spot my brain freezes so it's more like, you know, if I were to say uh, Melissa Foster, you know, like uh, I like to go on TikTok and um, and imitate the the Scottish people that are on TikTok. The, there's this one girl and for the life of me, I'm blanking on her name, but she does poetry in and she's Scottish and just, oh, my gosh, just listening to her and then repeating back what she says is just like the best workout ever but british accents are the way that i go i started doing a british accent when i was um six years old and i would annoy my parents to no end talking in a british accent and um you know uh, when i get nervous i don't uh i don't have any breath to support it but if i were to say something like um let's see i've got a um uh, I've got something in front of me here. Uh, Helen Lazer's unpretentious girl next door voice captures the edgy personality of P.I. Clary's Pinky Granums in Toro's 12th book in this Kindle County series. So that's like, you know, like reading it off the page is a lot easier for me than trying to come up with stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Maintaining it. Yeah. Wow. That's really so that's my favorite thing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. 
but I can also see where um, your parents would be like, stop it. I know, we're right? not, we're not, we're not. Mother, may, I have, <laughs> may I have a peanut butter sandwich, please, mother? <laughs> you know, and like cut it out, you know, or they'd laugh, you know. Yeah. So I have three sisters too, and mm-hmm. we would just, you know, oh, yeah. cut up together. And we had a gigantic box of clothes that were it was our pretend box mm-hmm. it was like clothes and wigs and shoes and purses and we would just like dress up and become a character and you know walk around the the house and um make up little you know back back then it's like i'm going to the store i would like to pick up some bananas and, like, <laughs> you know, and we have all these pictures of us like in these crazy outfits Aww. Uh, in the pretend box and now we have a um like i like my nieces and nephews have pretend boxes and it's wonderful. that's fantastic Thanks. yeah i think that's something that's missing yeah on the kids nowadays is that in, it is being able to play with just a box, period. I mean, right? that was that was like <laughs> a box that I fit in. Dude, that was a car. That yeah. was a boat. That was a, you know, like a rocket hidden. ship. Yes. I mean, anything. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or if it, it was something that was, you know, more um, vertical. Yeah. That was like a hiding place in a closet of sorts, you know, and kind of pretend like you were going into Narnia. Yes. <laughs> I love and, it. And, and now the kids are like, why did you give me a box? <laughs> I know it doesn't do anything. I know trying it's to like, swipe it, you know. <laughs> why, why do you mean like my imagination? My kid busted out with that one time. I don't have oh. imagination. I'm like, oh, Wait, we're going to disconnect you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no kid of mine. But no, it's yeah. um, yeah, it's really good. But that British, it's um, funny. To, I think a lot of people tend to fall for into that. Yeah, just for like fun, and even as kids, because we see it all the time now with TVs and stuff like that. I mean, we didn't have, you know, Downton Abbey back then, but there were other right, shows, right? Exactly that we would do and stuff like that. So, or yeah. when PBS would have a special. <laughs> yes, I do <laughs> like to, to do Southern though. I love to do Southern too because it's very much um, of the same vowels and you know things that you drop that the British accent is and. Um, you can go all over the South. Like you can be like, I'm from Charleston, South Carolina, or you can say, um, uh, I'm from Georgia, you know, or you know, you're up into North Carolina. There's like, uh, and then in Virginia, it's very much hard R. So it's like Virginia. And when I go down to Virginia, I'm talking about like that, you know, um, and you can move it all over your mouth. That's when you say you have a Southern accent, there is not just one Southern accent. There ever, I mean, you live in Florida. There, it's all over the place, and uh, and you know, Texas. You think of like George Bush. I'm a decider, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's where <laughs> George Bush is like. Is where I go to get to Texas. And, oh goodness! Yeah. The Long first time. time I met my in-laws, because um, again, you know, knowing the history and stuff that they were all born and raised in Connecticut. Oh, um, they moved over to uh, Arkansas, you know, to Florida. And then because of job, the dad had to go somewhere else. I think it was Arkansas and ended up in, in Texas. So uh-huh. the kids, so all my, you know, sister-in-law and brother-in-laws all basically grew, did a lot of the growing up in Texas. But again, I'm going, they go to Connecticut a lot. They all have a Southern drawl of sorts or a little bit of a hint. And I'm going, oh, dear Lord. Uh, wow, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah. And, and then I realized that I also pick it up after a couple of days with them. There you uh, go. Yeah. But realizing the differences between a Texan accent and a Atlanta, Georgia accent yeah. and a Savannah 
in oh, her accents. Yeah. You know, Atlanta, oh, Louisville, Kentucky. You know, Louisville. Louisville I, I, you know? I actually did a play in Louisville. Mm. So yeah, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so swallow everything. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, all those you know places you travel when you, there's conferences in the world prior to COVID. <laughs> uh, right, no kidding, no yeah. kidding. Um, but those were always fun. Um, and uh, again, I'm similar to you. I, I that mimic, and I never really thought of it that way as far as mimicking. Yeah. I always thought I'm like I'm just weird. <laughs> no, not at all. And it's like, yeah, no, the mimic, the mimic thing. It's just. Uh, I think it is. It's like a self-preservation thing because you don't want to seem like an outsider when you go and you want people to accept you. So you mirror what they do and and they, you know, like they're like, I like that person. They're just like me, you know? <laughs> so yeah, so that's where it comes I like from, how I she think. says that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Say Unless again. they yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless they yeah, like I can't, I can't. I, I don't have a good Australian or New Zealand accent. And so, um, like, if if a book like that comes to me, I'm like, um, you, you don't want me for this. Uh, but you do want, like, Emma Wilder, who yeah. has a fantastic Australian accent. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and that's one of the things where I, I had to do an Australian accent for, like, one character in a book. And I had my friend, who is Australian, record the lines for me. And it was like maybe 20 lines total. And I um, and phonetically, I spelled it out so that I could get the character right. But if if I were to ask to do a full book on Australian, I'd be like, that is not me. That, I am not the person you want. Now, Polish, I can do. And uh, Greek is my my phrase for Greek is natural mineral, natural mineral water. Natural mm-hmm. mineral water. Um, <laughs> natural mineral water. And then, you know, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you can't be perfect. There's no such thing. If you have no, every there's... accent, you'd be perfect. And that's so not like, re- no, no. <laughs> that is called, that's it. called pressure. Okay. That's just right. unrealistic pressure. <laughs> right. <It's not>. Exactly. <laughs> I have a lot of accents in me. Australian and New Zealand is not one, not of, one of them. That's okay. <laughs> not two of them, I guess. Yeah, you know people, which is fine. Exactly. <laughs> I'll send you that way. Yeah, exactly. And that's good too, because at least you're sending them that way versus trying and and you know and then watching it. Yeah. No, yeah. you don't want to face you don't want to yeah. face the reviews on that one. Oh my god, no. No. Anybody no. British you can put me with, but uh mm-hmm. yeah, Australian send somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, even and mentioning the reviews and stuff, I mean, I would be scared to simply because I know there is there have been two instances in which the reviews were like, oh, my God, his Irish accent was so not realistic. Oh, really? And the narrator's Irish. And oh, my <laughs> God. A, yeah. I was like, oh, no, I know that for a fact. Oh my He's God. Irish. And the other one that I can off the top of my head was his British. I, I just it was just so unbelievable. And it was just like just so not how it's supposed to be done no he he was born and raised and yeah he was there oh my god so i'm like yeah if those are the if those two are getting reamed <laughs> for That's, their accent well. when they have it i'm like oh <laughs> no 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 <laughs> just don't pay attention to the reviews that, yeah. don't read the reviews that's oh, a no. good uh a good rule of thumb i actually i have my sister read my reviews mm-hmm. and she only gives me the good ones because mm. <laughs> who needs need that kind of pressure yeah exactly yeah. yeah i always find that the reviews that uh, as long as they're helpful right and they're they're provided in a 
way where it's not hurtful or demeaning to anybody. That's a thing. that positive feedback is welcomed. I think. Sure. Yes, absolutely. You know? Constructive. Yeah. Constructive, constructive reviews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I let those pass through. Like yeah. I let her give those to me, but, but things that are just mean, I don't want to see it. No, no, I don't blame you. I know. You know, no. I don't, don't, don't. It's a good thing. Sisters are good for that. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully she doesn't mess with you afterwards, though. Not at all. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's amazing because when we were younger, we would definitely mm-hmm. mess with each other. But now, mm-hmm. like now that we're all older, we're just we have each other's backs, you know. OK, that's good. So, yeah, yeah. she's uh, the one that helps me out. I have like I said, I have three. Um, the one that helps me out is nine years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she also helps me with my social media. And she's like my personal assistant. Mm-hmm. So she goes through all my all my reviews and find stuff that we can, you know, post on social media and Mm -hmm. uh, put on the website and things like that. That's great. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can go back in time and tell your teenage selves all this stuff, right? Right. I know. They'll be like, no, it's not. I know. (laughs) Yeah. The one that was closest to me and the one that's two years younger than I am, we were the ones that fought the most. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But now, like, seriously, we have each other's backs. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as it should be. And when you have a good relationship, it's always great. I know that me and my twin um, were, you know, identical twin on on top of that. You had a twin. Oh, my gosh. Identical twins. Um, And, you know, (laughs) we've had no choice but to learn to share since, you know, um, conception. (laughs) Um, Exactly. You shared a room from the beginning. From the very beginning. And even then we learned very quickly that my sister was not so good with sharing when her umbilical cord gets around my neck upon delivery. Oh my God. (laughs) And oh my God. To this day, she's like, listen, had options, okay? I was like, oh, I love you, but you bitch. That's so funny. What a great story. I'm glad you're here. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but it, it potentially not it's a good story, but yes. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. We always have that whole thing with, because uh, you guys, I mean, as siblings too, it's like, oh, I'm the older one, you know, as a, as a one-upping of sorts, right? right or like right. the reason why you can do it. She tried that shit with me one time. Oh, my God. I'm like, by a minute. <laughs> And by the way, I am an inch taller than you. If you're going to start, you know, one upping each other. <laughs> right, right. No kidding. Oh, my gosh. My younger yeah. sisters are, are taller than I am, too. So, I see. yeah, I, I I got, you know, I got the first of everything, but they got all the hype. Mm, yeah, there's always something, you know, right. when it comes down to that. There's a reason why they call it middle child syndrome. And, oh, sure. you know, you know, it's spoiling babies and all that fun stuff. So, right. Yeah. But again, the, the bantering and the relationship that you guys have as siblings um, is something too that in the books that we're reading, we have sibling relationships in some of these as far as, yeah. you know, those um, or best friends and stuff like that. But even then within yeah. the couples, whether yeah. it's the sexy or the bantering stuff like that, um, is there a particular scene that you love to narrate? Wow. Um, the banter is really, yeah. really fun when you're like ribbing each other. And it like, uh, like the, um, by virtue, I fall with uh, Cora Riley. They, um, they have some really good, good banter in there. Cause she just loves to needle him and that's how <laughs> she, she gets him. Um, so those, those scenes are super, super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is fun? Uh, like, just 
I love uh, the narration of um, stuff around the love story, like uh, describing the scene and describing what's going on in their head and that kind of stuff where and where people are holding things back and they want to say something, but they're not. And we as readers know what they're trying not to say. That is a lot of fun. And also like characters that age through the course of the book. Like if it's a long, like again, by virtue I fall, um, if it's a long amount of time uh, from the beginning to the end, uh, this this particular character ages 10 years. Um, so I love that kind of stuff where it's like you start off as a kid and then you get to be like a teenager who doesn't care. And then like you get to be a young adult who's still kind of naive and then you get to be a woman. And that I really, really enjoy. Mm-hmm. The transition yeah. and to see the growth. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, you have those moments where like, oh, I've been there. Oh, I said something similar. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's where I'm going to go. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> For the characters, yeah. Totally. Um, and, and a lot of authors are now starting to write um, older heroes and older heroines. Yeah. And by older, I mean 30, 35. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Exactly. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, not all of us are 25 and I 20. Know. I mean, dude, I, <laughs> I, I, I want to relate a little bit more because trust me, when I was that age at 2022, 20, I was not like that. <laughs> uh, I, so. I, I love that. too. Well, I also love the fact that this is audio. So yeah, like we can. Um, yeah, you can. You mm-hmm. can play those characters and mm-hmm. it's um, as long as you portray it realistically in the in the audio, mm-hmm. um, people can go there with you. Yeah. But you can be older, you can be younger. It doesn't matter. But yes, mm-hmm. the the uh, the older heroine, you know, where the more knowing and I know what I want and I'm not going to um, I'm not going to fall for those tricks. You know, mm-hmm. that's really satisfying to do, too. Yeah, I like it when the heroines are like, um, you do realize I am not a 20 year old that's going to fall for your scene. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that works for you. Okay. That works. Uh, yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> and then she grabs her drink and walks away. I know, totally. <laughs> I do love that. I love the Benedict and Beatrice kind of, you know, Shakespearean kind of stuff. Or, um, you know, back in the day, Moonlighting with Sybil Shepherd yes. and Bruce Willis or um, Cheers, you know, Sam the bartender and Diane and um you know all all of those like the the characters that get under each other's skin because they just are so into each other and they're like I'm not going to fall for you and then they totally do <laughs> or realizing you know what I'm not gonna make it that easy for you just because I'm worth it more right I love yeah. that too yeah I, that too. I know a, a good example of that was the uh for me anyways the uh that I love the characters were from the the Bridgets in season two Oh, okay okay yeah the uh the hair and the and the, or the, the trope would be enemies to lovers of sorts mm-hmm. but it was just the one you know the bantering and the you're not going to you know you can smile all you want but that's not going to work on me you know right right <laughs> right like that. yeah I, I have not re- <laughs> i will I mean, I mean i have not read the books um i've bought them and stuff like that and i so i know that <laughs> things are different in books and tv shows and all right. this fun stuff but right. i also love it when people get interested in the books because of a tv show or, or a movie and they're like well how are the differences and things like that yeah and similar things have happened too with the audiobooks where people have watched a movie and then they've picked up the audiobooks because they don't have the time and so instead of saying i don't i can't they're like right. oh it's an audio yay yeah you know and yeah. so that's an option yeah, no, I do love that too. 
I love mm-hmm. that. Because yeah. you can hear the whole story. Mm-hmm. They have to cut out so much for the movies and you yes. have to hear the whole story. That's the worst when you've already read the book and there's that yeah. one scene between the hero and the hero, especially when the bantering happens or right. something. And you're like, really? I know. That's the scene you cut? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And then yeah. you're like... I oh. know the producers did not read this book. They uh-huh. only have read the screenplay. Yeah. I'm like, mm. but that's again, because we're book lovers. That happens yes. all the time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Pardon my, this week I've got my tea here as well. Oh, no, you're fine. I have coffee and water. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm still sipping on my coffee, even though it's like 12 o'clock in the afternoon almost. Oh, my um, gosh. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but I mean... Uh, it's, I, I always find it fascinating when they're like, oh, don't drink coffee or I need to drink coffee to wake up. And I'm going, I drink it as a soothing mechanism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has, I mean, the caffeine has no effect on me. I, I am wow. not that person that busts out with, oh, I'm dragging. I need a cup of coffee. Yeah. No, no. And no, that's thanks to my parents. Um, ah, there you go. Well, you know, dunking the pacifier on the Cuban espresso coffee <laughs> and giving it to your toddler. <laughs> It's a rite of passage. It's a rite of passage in the Latin community. I mean. <laughs> oh, man. I used to love my coffee. I can't drink it anymore. It hurts my stomach. Oh, I know. I know it's very yeah. sad. I know. So, but there's so I many alternatives. It. Have you tried any? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, At no, least you I've tried. Got- yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I've got I've got matcha. I've got um, you know, uh, teas with caffeine. I love the V eight um the V eight energy drinks. Mm-hmm. There's a orange pineapple one that I drink like every day. Oh, it's so good. Okay, it's so good, and it's um like it's like fifty calories, and it's got a serving of fruits and vegetables in it. You know, like mm-hmm. it's all. And it's not like the Guarana or whatever. The the caffeine's from tea. Mm-hmm. So um, so it's it's delicious. Okay. It tastes like this. When I was traveling in England, when I was uh, um, in college, <laughs> soda called Tango, and mm-hmm. it was this like orange pineapple drink soda. And I have been searching for it forever. I was like, where's Tango? Where's Tango? And then this stuff tastes like Tango. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so that, that's my caffeine. That and caffeine pills. Because my um, my aunt and uncle who are, um, they're nurses. They're, re- they're retired now, but um, they would go to uh, South America and um, and go work in clinics in South America. And then they, when they had kids, they brought um, kids up that needed um, operations in the United States mm-hmm. and they would basically adopt them for the amount of time that they would need to be here for their, for their surgeries and in recovery and then send, send them back to their families. Um, but now they have kids all over the world um, and they like, it, it's amazing. But anyway, they're the ones that said, you know, I'm like, I can't drink coffee anymore. Wah, wah, wah. And they said, caffeine pills. Like hmm. just take a caffeine pill because it doesn't hurt my stomach. It works the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what they would do when they were on long shifts in, you know, in South America. Oh. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like I said, pacifier, espresso, Cuban, <laughs> Cuban espresso coffee. For those that don't know, when you guys go to like Starbucks and you order an ex- <laughs> shot of espresso, it's like what, maybe four or five ounces 
you know, or something like that, or I mean, maybe three or depending on the shot and everything, Cuban coffee for espresso concepts, it's literally like a tablespoon and a half of the liquid because yeah, that potent. It's that strong. It's that strong. I love it. Yeah. But um, that's cool. Yeah. You've been I'll have traveling. To smell it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. When it's I done right, it smells coffee. really good. I know. Oh, I bet. Oh, <laughs> my neighbor down the street is Cuban. Maybe yeah. I can see if she can make me oh. some coffee so I can smell, smell it. it. <laughs> That's not going to be weird at all. Uh, hey, <laughs> can I neighbor. smell your coffee? <laughs> yeah. I was just talking to Viv and she got me jonesing for the Cuban coffee she was talking about and everything. You're Cuban. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can you make me some coffee, please? Yeah. You're going to be like, thanks, Viv. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but I get a lot of pleasure from smelling food, I have to say. Yeah. There's like, uh, you know, there. I also have celiac, so I can't eat gluten. Mm. Wah, wah. And so Damn, I girl. like Oreos. I, I know. Uh, it's like Oreos. I smell Oreos and I'm like, oh, it smells so good. And bread and, um, you know, pasta and pizza. And I just I just love the smell of mm-hmm. it. Because yeah. the ones that they make that I can eat don't mm-hmm. don't taste the same. No, but the smell—they're gotten the better. Are, they've gotten better. Yeah, but they're not. They the have. Same. That's true. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I, that definitely some that smell of freshly baked bread mm. is yeah, so like good. divine. And um, or when so anytime I will walk by a paste, uh, you know, a baker or something like that, I'm like, smell it in. I go, yep, I guess gain ten oh. pounds. <laughs> <laughs> just by smelling right. the fucker. Ah, oh you know? my god but yeah, yeah it's just one of those things yeah i totally understand and even then i'm like people are like oh there's a candle like uh, you know ah, it's not the same not the same smell no. of the candles no something different there it's not but, the but go ask your neighbor and then let me know how that goes i um, will for sure <laughs> You were talking about traveling here and there and and, and going to new york yeah. for for a gig and stuff you're actually going to be traveling again in september for yes, Allure. I am. Uh-huh. I'm so excited. Yeah. I am so excited. And I mean, a specifically audiobook romance convention. Mm-hmm. How perfect is this? I know. It's fantastic. It's, I'm so excited. It's the first of its kind. Um, and I know that recently it seems like other events that are book signings for romance and are have like, oh, there is an audience. For this that's a little different yeah uh, which means we can yeah, get more people sure. in here and let's invite mm-hmm. some narrators and so that's where you you know mentioned book bonanza occurred that yeah. was uh, a little later in the game for adding the narrators it's just they're realizing that the audience and the desire is there so Allure, oh, yeah yeah i think Allure has been in the works for about two and a half years because of COVID. yes um, yes. <laughs> yes it's finally happening oh, in september man. Thank God. Um, I know. Yeah. But you not having gone to a book bonanza where you were, you know, a narrator there and you were attending it, not as a as a reader of sorts. Uh, No, I haven't. Uh, The ones I've been to are a Polycon uh, twice. I've been to um, Rare London Mm -hmm. and there were only like six of us there. It was like me and Andy Arndt and Grace Mm -hmm. Grant and Zach Weber, Shane East, and Ava Lucas. Did I forget mm-hmm. anybody? I think you got it. I think that was it. I think the six of us. Mm-hmm. That and that was such a blast. I mean, and and we were right off the elevators. Mm-hmm. So like the the whole 
huge area. You know, I got to meet speaking of Bridgerton, Julie Quinn, and I, um, I, I, we were right off the elevators. And so people would come out and they would I remember they that. Would be like, oh, there you are. Hi. Narrator's here. I remember your social media saying that. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, I got to meet uh, Kelly from Readers Together and uh, and they people were bringing us like little goodie bags of stuff. And it was just like it was so sweet. I have like some of my stuff on my uh, little I have a little shelf of all my um, stuff that I picked up um, mm-hmm. from fans and from authors and stuff. And one of the the um, things I got from there is a little like sparkly sign that says you're awesome. And Aww. I was like, oh, so it's I, you know, I carry it with me. Mm-hmm. But you were going to ask about other were you going to ask about other. Um, right. So because events? it's been different, you know, it's one of those where you guys have been the, the narratives have been included as part of a bigger event. Mm-hmm. Right. How are you or yeah. are you thinking, it, you know, how is it going to be different now that this specific event is specifically for you guys, you know? Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. Um, like, because I've heard from so many people, people who are neurodivide, neurodivide, yeah, see, I can't even say it. I speak for a living. Um, people who are neurodivergent, like I am, who cannot, um, cannot look at a book and take it in with their eyes or people who have vision difficulties or people who for whatever reason audiobooks speak to them more than than the written page it's i've i've heard from so many people that say you know i wouldn't be able to read books if it weren't for you so thank you for what you do and that makes makes our day it totally makes our day yeah. like whenever we hear from from listeners that you know that we read they hear us all the time it's like, you know, if you listen to a favorite radio station, you have a DJ that really speaks to you and then you meet them and you think, I really know you because you hear them all the time. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's such a special thing when people come up to you and say, I listen to this book and I listen to this book and and I really, I, I love what you do because you read to me all the time. Mm-hmm. It's very intimate. You yeah. Know? We're the voices in your head, so. Exactly. And it's it's one of those where, I've, sp- I've spoken to a lot of fans that are going and mm. they're like, not only did I get to meet and hang out with the author, but the voice is going to be there, you know, and yeah. they're going to be in, and, you know, you guys have come out of the woodworks of sorts as far as social media comes, you know, yeah. um, and, and so now being able to have that interaction on social media has been great because even yeah. with many of you guys, I will bust out with a DM saying, oh my God, that second thing you just did, <laughs> dude, you killed it. <laughs> And, you know, we actually would love that so much because it like just makes our day because that was probably like, what, five books ago for that narrator. And and you're, like, you know, like, oh, something that I did really, you know, because we, we put our heart and soul into this. It's not just it's not just it's not just reading. It's performing. It's living these lives for these characters. And the fact that that t- that moment touched you is a huge it's a huge compliment to us. Mm-hmm. So thank you for yeah. doing that. And being able to just connect with you guys and 
you know, talk and like, oh my God, it's not a disembodied voice. Um, you're real. Hey, I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're real people. Yeah. Real people. It's just also a nice reminder sometimes people, you know, I think sometimes forgets that you guys are human beings and that right. there is more attached to that voice. And so things that are said and how you guys are treated is important. Um, yeah. Is yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Friendly reminder, folks. Uh, they're really, they're real human beings. This is not We're an AI with feelings, <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, oh. I've listened to some. Oh my gosh, I've mm. listened to some AI samples, and they're like, it sounds like a real human voice. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't sound like a real human. <laughs> like it sounds, it sounds like there's no connection at all between the text and the the character. Like nothing at all. It's like. Um, Andy actually has this uh, phrase of she calls it the melody of interesting. And it's like, you know, it's somebody talking like this and put you to sleep because you don't have any they have no connection at all to what, you know, to what is happening in the story. <laughs> so, oh, no. I mean, even the most advanced devices uh, that have AI, oh, I, mean, yeah. I have I have the um, she who not will not be named because she will get activated if I say her name with an A. Um, okay. In my house, and I, you know, switch it to the male voice. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because the male voice sounds significantly less robotic than her original voice. Yeah, but yeah, but there's still something. I mean, and I was just playing with it just to kind of get a better sense of it. And there was one because right. uh, you can record it. You know, if you give it a command, it will reply with whatever you want it to reply with, right? So I right, even had yes. one where I, I said something like, when I say good night, that means turn off the corner lamp. And the reply from them is supposed to be something like good night, gorgeous, which you would say <gasps> good night, gorgeous. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Or like good night, right. gorgeous, you know, stuff like that. And yeah. they are like, good night, gorgeous. <laughs> yeah no that's not no mm, good try yeah, I like it the... sounds like an insult <laughs> good night gorgeous yeah I'm like are you being sarcastic <laughs> asshole <laughs> right no kidding so, I, I have a um mm. I'm recording I mm -hmm. say I'm recording and it turns on a red light in my kitchen mm -hmm. so that if anybody else is in the house at the time they know not to stomp around in the kitchen because nice. I'm recording I might need to do that in the house here. I am recording uh, podcasts. Stop it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Be like a person. Mm -hmm. I'm recording. Mm -hmm. And then it goes boom and the light comes mm -hmm. on. Yeah. And it's it's just a it's a smart bulb mm -hmm. and you hook it up to them and uh, and then you can tune it to whatever color you want. Like switch nice. it to red, switch to blue. And so I have it on as a red light. Mm-hmm. And uh, that type of technology has um, been around for a long time because of those that are, you know, hearing impaired. Um, right. Or deaf, sure, as yeah. far as like the, you know, the doorbell does not work for individuals with that. Impairment. No. So they do the they lights. Hear that, it. Yeah. yeah, they can't hear it. And so they have the the blinking lights. And I remember seeing that about you having the red light. And thank you for reminding me. I'm also kind of wondering if it can work for don't talk to me. You've pissed me off. <laughs> ah! <laughs> you know, Warning. that could be a special color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be a special color. Like yeah. that, maybe that's your red light. Right? And the other one is blue or something. <laughs> yeah. And then can you imagine ah. having the significant other uh, ask the device in the house? What did I do now? Um, ah! And having him, you know, having him say something like, 
does it really matter? <laughs> oh my God. I love it. I love it. Yeah. But I think yeah. I mean, you yeah. better go apologize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even then that would be like, what would it sound like? Like you better go apologize, you know, yes, versus you, like, mm-hmm. you better go apologize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Versus if you and I were telling someone that like, dude, you better go apologize. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh-huh. Like a word whisper. Mm-hmm. You better go apologize. <laughs> yeah. So that's you were people... asking me what I like recording to. Like that's yeah. whispering. Uh huh. And like like low words from a guy's voice. It's like really fun. To... <laughs> you know, and it's just like all that. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> <laughs> like if someone's like, oh fuck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's been such a fun doing these podcasts and chats with you guys for the past eight years has been phenomenal because we get a little bit more of that insights of how you guys record and that that whole concept yeah. of moving closer to the mic never daunted or yeah. you know thought of me as far. I mean, I know musicians do it, but it doesn't sound oh, like yeah. that. You know, yeah, you no. hear it, but it's different, and so that's where having these chats is fantastic because I'm like, it's great. I, I know these little tips and tricks. So even when I'm doing the podcast, I will bust out with what would, you know, I've always joked um, Shane East was uh, a partner in the podcast and he had his own series and mm-hmm. for the first couple of years. And it's just one of those things where I asked him, I go, I, I, mm, some, I always fuck it up in the intro. And he's like, Viviana, just slow down. <laughs> yeah just totally down and now it. it's been years and i'm still going mm-hmm. at the very beginning um I'm like welcome to the yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> yes these little tips and tricks yeah it's been great yeah yeah but i am excited to see you at allure i know that we've met a few times Thank before you. in different events and i'm trying yeah. to think were you in the chicago no not chicago excuse me atlanta for RT book lovers? No, I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't there. I was trying at that to remember point. because mm-hmm. I know that romance narrators, the the group. Um I am part of that now, yes. but I wasn't at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I know yep. they win. I'm a proud romance narrator. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that team and that group um, for those that are listening and may not be aware as far as what the sure. whole overall concept of the romance narrators are? Romance Narrators is a cooperative collective of experienced narrators with a proven track record in the romance genre. It's a boutique casting experience with a curated, diverse roster of narrators who can fully produce exceptional audiobooks beginning to end and provide online marketing support for new releases. And so the narrators involved, um, there are female voices, there are male voices. It's just a um, a group of of like people saying, all of these narrators are are proven. They have a proven track record in the romance industry. Mm-hmm. I remember like applying at the beginning when I had first started, and they're like, "Hang on there, baby kit. Yeah, you <laughs> just need to get a few <laughs> more under it. your under your belt." But like, I mean, it's like Lucy Rivers and Lacey Laurel and Lynn Barrington, Mackenzie Cartwright, Maxine Mitchell, all these people, Andy Arndt, Savannah Peachwood. You have um. You're nominated by someone who was already part of Romance Narrators. And then that way, every single person, like, there are a lot of narrators who can do romance, but there are 
these are people who do a significant portion of their of their catalog is romance and that's they really really enjoy doing it um and then on the guys section you know it's like joe arden and shane east and aaron shedlock aiden snow those kinds of people um so yeah just really really good people Benjamin Charles, I think, is one of the newer ones. Oh, yeah. He's, he's new. Yeah. Yeah. He just joined the lineup, which I was excited about. But yeah, it, that, li- that lineup is truly individuals that have been working in the industry for a couple of years. And uh, um, yeah, know, longer. Mm-hmm, more than that. Yeah. For, for many. Sure. And like you said, have a proven track record of knowing the genre and knowing how, you know, these characters can, should be sounding and things like that. But what I also love exactly. about the website is that it provides samples and even some yeah. contact information. So if you're an author who is starting the journey of getting your books and audio, check that website out. There's a lot of insight sure. in there. There's, I know they have blogs from, from a couple of years ago that includes mm-hmm. some of the process, but even just to get the yeah. samples of, with this, what the character should sound like in your head? Is this how it was sounding? Right. You know, like right. does it sound like exactly? Kit? If it does, give her a holler. Right. <laughs> you know, or if you know, also if you have listeners who are like, you know, what I want to see what so and so sounds like, mm-hmm. and and you can go through and be like, oh wow, I really like the timbre of their voice. Let me go check mm-hmm. out their uh, their books. So yeah, yeah, I've done that too with really- listeners. I send them over. I'm like, this is into the groups and stuff like that. I go here. You, this is a good example because the clips are That's you guys awesome. control the clips versus yeah. when you go to Audible and right. it's a dual, dual, dual or duet narration, but specifically more dual, and you only get one of the narrators on there, and that's not right. the one that you're looking for. <laughs> So right, right. You know, then you're I like, know. page five, shit, there's still no samples of Kit. Um. I know, I know. Uh, yeah, no, and and if if any authors are interested, they can go to the website, romancenarrators at gmail.com is the, uh, is the email for that. Mm-hmm. So you can always, yeah. like, ask questions yeah. if you need them. And they're also on social Thank media, so, yeah. No, yes. it's, it's, it's a great, I think it's a great tool to have especially when you're first starting out to kind of figure out, do you want someone that has a, a deeper range or a different, you know, deeper, uh, a baritone? Do you want someone that sounds more youthful and energetic because the character it will start as a 10 year old and now is aging you know, as a, as a young adult in the mid, you know, early, right. late twenties. Um, but also the experience, you know, yeah, now you're sure. going to get a good product. Yeah. At the end of the yeah. day. So yeah, it's a good starting point. Thank you. I was also saying that they're also on social media. So follow along. They share stuff to their, so it's always yes. a good, good tool to have a good starting point as well. So yeah, they'll always repost the stuff from the members. Um, mm-hmm. You know what's what's coming up, what is what's good, what are we thinking about these days? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes it's just one of those things where the account of the member sometimes may you may not be able to find them online because of right username issues or whatever right. and then at least when they right, get to right. you're like oh that's the account yay right <laughs> exactly to me a few times i'm like well, just this someone i've tried it like three different times I'm like i'm just gonna go to other sites and then see where they've reposted something about them i just when i saw something a couple of days ago right and stuff like that but but yeah it's been uh it's been a wild ride these past couple of years with audiobooks and i yeah. love that you guys are more involved with the community yeah, from me social too. media to now events in allure and yeah get to have these fun chats and talk to you guys, but also get to know you better with, uh, yeah. how about a game of two truths and a lie? Oh, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So okay. it's a good game. Just going to, you're going to tell us three things about yourself 
And we got to figure out which one of those three is a lie. Okay. Here are the three things. I had a private dinner with President Obama. I had a private lunch with Emma Thompson. And I had private drinks with the Mandalorian. Dude. <laughs> Two of those are true. Yes. Which is fantastic. Right. <laughs> Fantastic. But now yeah. coming up with the, the, the lie, it could even be that what I what is the lie could be that it's the right person, but the wrong type of food or drink. And you're going, oh. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is the lie the, uh, the one with Emma? No, that's true. Oh, wow. OK. I spent a week in her house in uh, my early 20s um i was a co-founder of a a shakespeare company Mm -hmm. and she was on our board of advisors and i said i was coming to london and i i became pen pals with her actually and i said i was coming to london and um if she asked if she had any recommendations for um shows to see and she said well if you're coming to london you should stay at my house and i was like no, okay, no. are you kidding? Because I'm totally going to take you up on this. <laughs> and no, no, she sent me a uh, she sent me a map of her house, a hand drawn map of her house, and her keys in the mail. Oh my goodness! And then at the end of the week, um, I had lunch with her, oh, yeah. and she was just lovely, just mm-hmm. lovely, like you would expect. Good. It's always I always fear sometimes reading, you know, meeting individuals that I look up to or admire and stuff like that just in case because sometimes you know there's a yeah, reason no. why they're not saying but it's great to know that she was lovely and great with oh you, she's so. wonderful yeah no we were pen pals for like four years oh, while wow. I was... no I was more like six six years while nice. I was there and then I got to see her again in New York it was cool mm-hmm. for those that don't know what a pen pal is google it <laughs> <laughs> right exactly <laughs> We actually like wrote letters. I still have all the letters. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they got to go through the mail. <laughs> right? I know. Paper. Oh, yeah. That was true. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we have dinner with Obama or drinks with the Mandalorian are the two options that are left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I live in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're tricky, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, is uh, Obama one the lie then? It is the lie. Aha. It is the lie. Yeah. <laughs> no. As much as I would have liked to, I never got to meet President Obama. But um, but uh, Pedro Pascal is a dear friend of mine, and he is just the nicest guy. He and I did a show together um, at the Shakespeare Theater in DC nice. a long time ago when I was in my twenties, and um, and he sat next to me i mean th- this was way before he was famous mandalorian. And he, <laughs> before he was the mandalorian yeah um and he he sat next to me the first day of um the read-through and he's like can i sit here i'm like yeah come on over and we had started like you know joking with each other and so we hung out that entire rehearsal process and performance where he was like one of my closest friends during that time period Aww. and now i couldn't be happier for him i'm just like 
like seriously couldn't happen to a nicer person mm-hmm. even though like you watch him in game of thrones and he's like this evil bastard mm. and like and then you watch him in narcos and like in uh you know in wonder woman 1984 which he's fabulous in and, and the mandalorian and then um i just watched uh the unbearable weight of massive talent with nicholas cage it is so freaking funny he's so so good in that nice. um so so anyway, just know that Pedro, Pedro Pascal is a gem of a person. Yeah. When um I had seen him, I think the first time was in, in um, Game of Thrones. And mm-hmm. then, um, funny enough, um, when The Mandalorian was announced, there was a clip and stuff like, oh my God, that voice is so good. I wonder if it sounds like that <laughs> yeah. because of the because of the 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 helmet. I know there's a little bit of but there's still something there. And yeah. when I did the research, I was like, Oh, that's Pedro Pascal, perfecto, and everything. I'm like, yeah. oh shit, he was born in Santiago, Chile. Uh, yeah, and I'm going, ah, that'd be fun. I'm like, because I my my mom's from Chile, and oh. and so um and I all my uncles cool. and our and grandmother were Argentinians, and so that was a fun uh household. And yeah. they have a <laughs> but they have a bit of a singing song in their accents mm-hmm. when they speak, and yep. it's always fascinating how. It's so nice and things, and it could be so m- melody of sorts, but yeah. when they get pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because that accent works both ways. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I know and that my Argentinian accent down. comes out when I get pissed off. So in Spanish. Ugh. Oh, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Watch out. That's when you need the Alexa red light. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Love it. Por favor, oh, la luz roja. Sí, <laughs> sí. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. But you have so, stories yeah. and you have such great experiences. You've lived Thank a you. great life and you're still going. I love the theater. I was Mm -hmm. saying that like, you know, since since I was 20, I changed jobs every six weeks and got to know so many people all Mm -hmm. over the country and all over the world. Um, And I have great friends all over all over the place and they couldn't be happier for me and I couldn't be happier for them. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, it's been a delight um, getting to know you better um, and all it's these little so little things, too, um, that I'm like, oh, great. And, you know, I was going to be like, oh, we have the coffee thing in common, but it's so not fair. You can't drink it. I can't drink it. I know oh. it's, a, it's such a bummer, but I love that. I will smell your coffee. You can drink it. Okay. <laughs> well, I will be that friend that will just pass you the cup first to smell it, you know, take a hit. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Passing on over, you're good. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. That's awesome. What? Thank you so much for having me. This has been fantastic. Yeah. Before we go, tell us what you're currently working on and what's coming up next for you so we can add that to the list of stuff to listen to. Yes. So I already told you about By Virtue I Fall with Sebio and uh, Connor Price and Ava Lucas, and that's by Cora Riley. That should be out. Um, that should be out any any minute now, unless it's already out by the time you uh, by the time we put this in. Um, so yes, it's uh, it should be should be already out by this time. Um, Never trust a living by Lonnie Van Van Vale is the one after that, and that's with Tor Tom. And then the um, the one I have right after that is the Path to You by Carrie Ann Ryan 
with Patrick Zeller. And that's mm-hmm. the first time I'm working with him. So he's awesome, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's oh, he's such a sweet person. Mm-hmm. I actually um I I uh, met him, you know, one of the um audio publishers association socials. And uh and then Carrie and Ryan uh requested him for that. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then we talked and he's fabulous. Oh, yeah. Um, I've had a pleasure of and the, the an opportunity to talk to him a now twice here on the podcast I think maybe three times oh cool on different things and so gotten to know him and he's such a nice guy but so freaking talented oh uh, yeah yeah, yeah 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 total he's an actor like an mm-hmm. actor too. yeah exactly but I'm always constantly like why don't you have more books <laughs> because he's so good you know? yeah he's amazing I'm, like, so I'm always busting out with casting i'm like well patrick especially if you're looking for an uh, um, irish accent patrick Zeller. oh yeah. nice excellent mm-hmm. yeah if you're if your listeners haven't heard me before one of my favorite series that i've done is the killer series by Bryn asher and that's with jason clark so it's a six book series and we're about to do the sixth book in september Nice. So by the time that we get to Allure, we'll be finished. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're going to be devouring it everywhere. <laughs> we love series. Awesome. We love things like that, that we can continue and kind of get to know deeper yeah. depths into the world and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And these are all like contract killers who are getting back into society. And there's like <laughs> a single dad in there. And then like, you know, <laughs> brooding guy who turns out to fall in love with the nutritionist. I mean, it's like really, they're all. They're all great. And then, of course, everybody gets into into mortal danger and they have to be uh, get themselves out of it. It's real. They're really good stories. (laughs) Yeah. The romantic suspense side of things is always I love it. Yeah, Yeah, me too. (laughs) Well, thank you again so much for being here on the podcast and spending time with me. And and again, for going to Allure, we're going to have so much fun when we get there. Thanks for having me. I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Um, I will be including all of her social media links on the podcast episode over at Viviana Enchantress of Books. So if you're not following her, you got to. And because she's fun. I love her posts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so until next time, everyone, happy listenings. Thank you to all of our audiobook loving podcast Patreon. Special thanks to Nixley Zenner, Carol Liebner, Brittany Robinette Leiter, Michelle Bastard, Brandy Schmidt, April Branson. The Audiobook Loving Podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive benefits including early access to episodes, shoutouts, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobookloving. We thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, vivianaenchantressofbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening. Happy listening.